Hello, Newsies. Kate, would you like to apologize to the people starting off, but just just to begin the whole thing, or I just uh, I d- I need to apologize to a few people. Uh, the first is is to my co-host, well, the host uh-huh. to who uh-huh. I co-host. Yeah, Alex Pulaski. Here's what happened. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. Uh-huh. my priorities got a little turned around. Ah, I was on Tubi, uh-huh. and I I saw the jacket for Mister Nanny. And Melissa, who always does such a great job with the thumbnails. She does. She does. She's a true artist. She really is. I I put the, the cart before the horse. I thought, mm. what an incredible thumbnail this is going to be. And that I don't apologize for because I was right. No, the thumbnail was great. Thumbnail was great. Mm-hmm. Because my priorities fell out of line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this... This might be worse than Hulk Hogan Santa. This is... Yeah. Like, the good news is, it's been a while since we just did, like, I feel like a flat-out, terrible mm. soup-to-nuts back, back... And I know what yeah. we have planned for next week, and it's going to be good. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of really wonderful things to hate about this movie. But the emotional and mental energy that we can never recover from such a thing... Yeah. Uh, I apologize to you. Uh-huh. I apologize to everybody watching this. Yeah, we should still we... subscribe to this channel and leave a thumbs yes. up. Yes. Because the review yes. is going to be great. But if you are someone who's like, oh, I watch along with you guys. It's I'm I apologize. I apologize. <clears throat> um, we should we should let them in on on at least what we got out of your uh, uh, mixed up priorities. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's. It's a it's a great thumbnail. I I won't apologize for the thumbnail. You uh, first of all, emo Alex is this. Like I'm yeah. this is uh-huh. if you listen to Fallout Boy and this is what I yeah. imagined your facial expression was for the entire hour the, half most, whatever it was. Mo- most yeah. of it. Most of yeah. it. Yeah. With the yeah. arms crossed. Yeah. Like there this was, is just There was there was a little bit of this But there, there, but there, the most of it was with the big swoopy bangs. Like I, I, <laughs> I went out and bought a wig just for the occasion so I could have the swoopy bangs. Um, oh, um, so uh, this, this, uh, this, this movie is uh, probably most famous for a thing that lasts one second in the background. Um, which we'll get into early in the film because it happens early in the film. Um, but I, I, I hope obviously I'd never seen this film uh, that I would not subject myself to it unless I was being paid to do so. Um, but I had not seen this film. But I did. Um, I had seen clips of a different film that people said was this film, which was Suburban Commando. Um, and it's just that, that clip could have come from this cause it was just, um, Hulk Hogan with the same nineties, nineties uh, length hair, skullet and mustache, um, in hammer pants clowning on a bunch of kids on a skateboard. So like that, that could have come from this movie, sure. but it, it came from suburban commando. So I actually, 
I, I don't know what I'm going to say. I was, I was, I felt concerned that I was like, wait a minute, I've been sold a bill of goods. That that did not come from this this film at all. Um, do not tell me you watched Suburban Commando. No, God, no. We're going to okay. do that at some point later. You're going to subject me to that when you forget all about this. You're going to forget about how terrible this was in a few months. And you'll be like, hey, how about Suburban Commando? And because I have a deep affection for you, I'm just, I'm going to say, sure, why not? Yeah, let's do See, it. See, I, I don't think it's that I'm going to forget. I remembered how terrible Santa with Muscles was. Mm. I... I feel like I feel like we're in too deep now. Like now, I feel like we have to do Suburban Commando because we have to. No, yeah, yeah, but, but this not, movie, not, not, not right away. For no, 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 no. We need time to recover. Give me some time to like my body, my mind to recover from this. Early fall, not so close to yeah. when I'm going to make you watch Hallmark movies again that you'll quit the show, but <laughs> far enough away from this. <laughs> and before our Halloween spooktacular part two, where I make you watch kids movies while I watch horror movies. In your defense, though, you don't make me watch them. It's that I can't handle horror. Right. So, like, if I That's was true. a grown-up, I yes. I wouldn't have to watch kids' movies. But I'm gonna I'm, tr- I'm gonna try and get you to watch Frankenhooker with me. The the movie about the the guy who um, brings I'm sorry, his uh, yeah brings he brings his uh, his his Frankenhooker. It's a movie about about where a guy a college student brings his uh, his dead girlfriend back from the dead by like putting her head on top of a of a hooker's body that he murders. Frankenhooker. Everyone knows Frankenhooker. So like we'll, we'll probably we'll we'll probably do that one uh, during October. I did so. not know Frankenhooker and I will sit through it. <laughs> okay. So um listen. I'm... There's so many problems with this movie, but before we even get into it, can we start with the fact that they've made this movie like four times? Oh, like, too many times. It's We've the... had The Rock doing the Tooth Fairy. We had the pacifier i think it was called with yeah with vin diesel yeah like this at least was before those but who the watched this and was like we need we need to take this concept and replicate it and especially after mrs doubtfire did it the right way for you to continue to try and create this movie is just obscene but this was bad the i mean the, the the only good version of this um uh, is uh, Mr. Mom with with Michael Keaton uh, because it's Michael oh, Keaton. Michael so I do much. love Michael. I do love Michael Keaton, but it 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 is born out of out of a, out of a weird obsession with gender norms. Yeah, like the there's no reason why this should have been called Mr. Nanny. No, this was this was not about a guy like who got hired as a nanny. Like that's that's a different Can thing we... entirely. Like you know, like it it was it was just like, hey, wouldn't it be weird if this big man had to care for children, you know, like women do, and and like a bunch of old white guys smoking cigars in a boardroom goes, that sounds hilarious. Let's get Hulk Hogan to do it. It'll be great. Like that does doesn't that sound like what how this was all came together? I also. I like that Hulk Hogan, like what you just said is too much of an acting stretch for him. So they had to make him a retired wrestler in the film. Right. Like, how are you this bad at playing what you you were? Mm -hmm. Is an interesting, like that's (laughs) almost like a feat. Well, it's because he had to play a, a decent person who used to be a wrestler and not just an awful 
atrocious human being. Um, like a retired so, Brian Danielson is what yeah, he had yeah, to go exactly. for, and he ain't getting there on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, no, 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 no. Um, the um, but this was this was during that awful period where Hulk Hogan um, thought I'm going to branch out of this because because his time with with Vince uh had soured and he was moving on um, he done one too many leg drops alex I get right it. right he, he had he had to take some time off of yeah his bump card was all full up and his bump card was all in his lower spine because he decided his finishing move was going to be jumping and landing on his butt um so um uh i because this is the time where there was the the steroid thing and he had to like take some time away because like there was the scandal surrounding it Cause it came crashing down and it hurt inside. It did. All, every, yeah, everything came crashing down. Um, but uh, but this was pr- prior to his move to WCW, if I remember correctly, when he was making this and and Santa with muscles and Suburban Commando. Um, uh, because he really this just was made like the same movie three times. This one didn't have Mila Kunis as a kid, so right. it was not good. No, this this. Um, was his way out of the business, and it, it is kind of funny that like the th- I think the thing that that a lot of people associate excuse me associate him with the most came after this with the NWO thing. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people remember him from 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 you know you know body slamming Andre and that whole thing and Macho but the, the, and yeah right and the whole like but there was a whole second act of his career that came after this like this like was like i'm gonna stop wrestling and become a movie star and the movies you make are santa with muscles this and suburban commando and you aren't like thrown in jail like he's like i honestly, believe he was also in the music video for the dolly parton vehicle he's got a headlock on my heart also not great but what's amazing about this to me is like in all three movies yeah it's just Hulk Hogan with kids in different contexts. Yes. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of great wrestler actors. The Rock, God bless him, stays in his lane. He knows yeah. that. He's not trying to branch out. John Cena, pretty good. Batista, legitimately really good, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hulk Hogan yeah. somehow like no. laid the foundation for... He was like, I'm going to open up this world for you, but I'm going to be terrible in this world. It's just like a really interesting thing. Like, I'm going to break the threshold of the pop culture crossover, but I'm going to be very bad at it and ultimately have to end up going back to wrestling. Yeah. Like, it's like shattering a glass ceiling, but then like gluing that glass ceiling back together for the crossover. You know what I mean? It's just a very interesting thing. Yeah. Um, uh, as, As you described... Um, he is a retired professional wrestler. Um, we find this out. I did not know this while going walking into this thing because how could you? There's nothing in the in the trailer that that suggests it. There's no um, nothing about the, the like the the. We just know we know he becomes a nanny. Um, he is sitting on a dock, asleep, with a fishing uh, rod in his lap and the line in the water. And um, he is having a PTSD dream. Uh, and uh, this is um, this the the, the, <laughs> the PTSD dream 
uh, involves him in a ring wearing his fishing gear. Like he's wearing a fishing vet vest and a baseball cap and jeans. So like he's not, this is not like I thought it was to begin with. I thought it was a flashback to uh, a movie, uh, to a to a time where they put him in like a five-on-one handicap match and he got the crap beat out of him. Um, but it wasn't. It was uh, it was a dream. It was all a dream. I wish this movie watching for me was all a dream. An American um, nightmare. Yeah. Um, so he's getting the crap beat out of him by um, uh, Kamala. Um, uh, I believe it was uh, it was either Alpha or Sika. It's one of the two uh, from the original Wild, Wild Samoans. Um, they're in, they're in full gear. Like they're in, it's in a ring. It's all shot kind of in slow motion, but like Kamala's there and, uh, Afa or Sika, I forget which, excuse me. Uh, Jim, the Anvil Nightheart is among them. Um, uh, Brutus, the Barber Beefcake in his Zodiac persona, where he just painted his face, uh, black and white and wore, wore zebra pants. Does it um, feel to you like Brutus the Barber Beef? He might have the most amount of cameos in movies with the shortest amount of screen time proportionate. Mm, I feel right. like that guy was pulled on for like everything to be in it for mm-hmm. 20 seconds. Yeah. God bless him. Um yeah, it was it was Alpha. I believe it was Alpha in this in this film. Um, but then also uh um uh George the Animal Steel is there, though he doesn't get in a lot of shots on Hogan. Uh, it's mo- it's mostly it's mostly uh, uh, Kamala and Jim the Anvil Nightheart who have beaten the hell out of him, um, and the ref has to stop it or they're gonna kill him. That's the that's that's his PTSD dream that he has as a recurring nightmare. DQ finishes so, even then, brother. Right. He he wakes up because his he's he's hooked something, and he pulls up this very small like bass or something, and he's like, oh yeah, dinner. Um, and he says, uh, and then he looks, he says, looks at the fish. He says, oh man, don't give me that look. Okay. You can swim on home. Don't tell any of your other fish buddies. I did this though, because if, because he doesn't want to be seen as a weakling in front of the fish. What, what explain to me the reasoning behind that. I know what they're trying to do is show that he's this big dude, but he's got a heart of gold. Because he's he's willing to starve himself rather than kill a fish, so therefore he must be a good guy underneath it all, and they wanted to show that in the first five minutes of the film. In true WWE fashion, they cannot create a baby face without him being an idiot. How do you think fishing works? Yeah. Oh, the other thing is, you can't tell me <clears throat> he lives in a rundown shack on a dock. He owns a fishing pole. He owns a fishing vest. Yeah, this isn't his first time. For all, this is not his first fish rodeo. Okay, no. he. <laughs> <laughs> you saying conjured... fish rodeo was more entertaining than anything in the movie? Oh no! <laughs> now I've just conjured up something in my brain that I that I really need to see in an actual movie as a, as a rodeo with fish. Um, the fish rodeo. I don't understand. Um, fish rodeo next. Um, so I. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why he's so conflicted about catching this one fish. If if a different fish had not given him the look, would he have just 
killed it needing it? Like, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. Um, it's very weird. But uh, Sherman Hemsley from The Jeffersons is the other person you know in this movie. Um, and and uh, so he got second billing. And he walks up with a cane. Um, not cane, and, but a cane. No, no, not not. Not it's a lot of cane. wrestlers in the movie. I just wanted to clarify. Not that one. It's like an no. actual cane. He would have still been Isaac Yankum at this point. Um, but uh, Sherman Hemsley uh, is is coming to see him. He's like, ah, oh, you know, when I managed you for 15 years, blah, blah, blah. You got you got anything to eat? I'm starving or whatever. I don't know. The, but anyway, they go in the, and he cooks up a can of beans. By He, he boils the can in the water like he puts the can in the water is like that's my secret that's what makes it taste so good is that i cook it in the can and i'm like i don't know how that would change the taste no wouldn't it make it more metallic if anything i think so i don't know um we find out that his buddy his old friend um whose name i don't recall so i'm just gonna call him sherman helmsley because that's how it works with me um Sherman Hemsley uh, got out of the wrestling business and is now in security. He runs a bodyguard firm with no bodyguards working for him. Correct. And he's literally starving. He hasn't eaten anything in a week, which is why he um, eats the whole can of uh, food. He is trying to convince Hulk Hogan to come work for him as a bodyguard. Now, as far as I can tell, Hulk Hogan, whose name is Sean Armstrong, but I'm just going to call him Hulk Hogan. Um, he's sh- just Hulk Hogan. Like we can't. Hulk- there's, yeah, he's yeah, he's never. A he's character. he's yeah, he's uh, Hulk Hogan. Um, has no job. Correct. Like his job is to sit on a dock and fish for fish he doesn't want to eat. Um. So I don't. I don't know why he's. He's immediately like, I don't want, I don't want your stinking job. Um, uh, I don't, I don't do that. I don't want to do that. Um, and I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know what, I don't know where you get your money from. Like you, you obviously live, is it, I live in this shack. It's a shack um, where you, you cook beans in the pot um, and you refuse to eat fish. You, you, you live on a river. You should be you should be like catching fish every day and freezing them and like that should be your what I don't know anyway he eventually says um, maybe that he's he will, vegan he will maybe he is maybe he is um, but he eventually says that he will take this job um, given to him by Sherman Helmsley um, where to 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 um, to look after um, this guy this rich type. Uh, who runs a uh, like a, a technology company? Um, full disclosure: I usually watch these movies twice. Um, once the first time, and then the second time, I'll I'll like fast forward through to like specific scenes so I can like refresh, make sure I not the plot details. Um, if there's a like, okay, I got to go back and watch that scene because I know there's a gag in there that I can I can I could fixate on um this was so bad i i refused to do so so i don't really remember exactly how sherman helmsley 
gets him to like other than like guilts him into it if you don't do it i'm gonna die penniless and alone please tell me that you didn't watch six tremors movies twice no uh no i did not do that but i did i did take notes while watching those also i knew those were going to be different i was gonna be like just gonna be hammering through the plot details and then moving on this week you know this is a one a a six movie one episode review is very different than a one movie one episode review. I was just making sure that you weren't like I watch. I also watch Leprechauns in Space twice. Like, right. good. Um, I just don't. I just didn't pay that close of attention either. Right. I don't have it in my notes, but it is a very weird thing. I do appreciate that they established what's going on earlier in the film because a lot of these right. films no. they don't get to the plot until yeah, like 40, forty minutes in. Um, so, but it is weird that he was like, "Hey, I'm a failure at what I do. You're a failure at what you do. Let's we should get work together." together. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Let's way. fail together. Um, Hulk Hogan agrees to it, and Sherman Helmsley says, "That's great. Got anything else to eat?" And then Hulk Hogan looks at him like he's going to murder him, and then cut to Hulk Hogan um, on a motorcycle driving through the bayou. To much like to, in Santa with muscles. To a, yeah. on a bike. Mm-hmm. To um to this to the sounds of a song is like uh he says like um the song and we'll get into this a little bit later the songs for the film were all written for the film and obnoxiously so uh the the first line sung in this opening credit song with with him on the bike um is I just want to go fishing. And I was like, <laughs> my name is, is Hulk Hogan. <laughs> is, this a, is this a song about what he was doing to start the movie? Did you um, see the uh, the American cinematic classic, Basketball? Mm-hmm. Do you remember when he's in the car and the song that's on the radio is like very specific to like, in the girl that she likes, in the hospital with the kid? That's like what this yeah. was, but like for real. Yes. <laughs> But, but like for real, this, the that, whole movie, all the that songs. that gag might have been a direct parody of Think this something. film and how it is used. Uh, Immediately thought used. of it. Now, <laughs> here's where we're getting to the thing everyone knows this movie for. Hulk Hogan is driving. He is riding his bike with his his little yellow earbuds in for his Walkman on his on his Harley Davidson motorcycle. Driving uh, through the bayou for a while, and then along a beach. America. Uh, and as he drives along a beach, um, uh, he, he's he does this thing where he like he like wipes away a booger, and and that in that scene, like that doesn't need to be in the movie at all. That little they they're, they got a camera and they're capturing footage of Hulk Hogan riding a motorcycle. Down a, a beachside highway, and I'm sure they must have had minutes of this. And they they choose a moment where he wipes away a booger. As that that second and a half, we gotta have in the movie. That's in the foreground, and that would be enough to make any editor go, "Yeah, we're not going to use that footage. We'll use a different part of the five and a half minutes we have of him riding the bike." But in the background of the booger wiping is a man, and if you blink, you will literally miss it. 
It's a man throwing a dog in the water. This begs a lot of questions. So many. Um, <laughs> is, is that the man's dog? We can assume it's the man's dog. I mean, I, I mean, the other thing would be this this dog is a stranger to this man, and vice versa. Um, which this I is suppose the foundation is, of the Anchorman universe. That is possible. Yes, that is possible. It's possible that that the the dog and, and and the man did not know each other prior to this incident. Um, but I'm going to assume that they at least know each other. It felt like it's a, his dog. Yeah. Like they at least they're at least acquaintances. This dog and this man. And then this man throws a dog into the water. I don't know how deep the water is. But it is either, like, he's either trying to, like, teach that dog to swim via tough love. um, Or he is actively trying to drown that dog. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. There are no other options. He is either... Try, try get in the water or you'll never learn how to swim or get in the water i hope you don't know how to swim those are the only two options um yeah, or the like dog you, was not on fire he wasn't you, trying to you, put the dog out like you 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 need a you need a bath perhaps maybe the dog stinks i don't know um so this man is actively trying to commit dog murder mm-hmm. or trying to teach a dog how to swim or bathing a dog in the most unconventional way possible. Mm-hmm. Those are the three options we have here for what is going on in the background. All of them the are other, insane. The, all of them are insane. The other major question here is this is a this is a film set. Um so was that man an extra paid to be in the background throwing a dog into the water? That's a possibility. It's a possibility. You know, like usually when they close off the roadways that people are going to be riding on so there's no traffic or whatever. So usually they do that. Yeah, I booked um, an under five, but at least I get to throw a dog in the water. Um. Because uh, sometimes, literally, sometimes they will do this. Because I used to work as an extra. Sometimes they will do this, where they put out a casting call for for a, for anybody with a dog, because they want to have like somebody walking a dog in the background of the shot to make it look more real or whatever. And they would rather it be your dog, so there's not some weird thing where the dog doesn't like the extra they hired to walk the dog. If it's just gonna, you're not gonna have any lines. Just hey, will you stand there with your dog on a leash? People get paid to do that. So, uh, and they get paid more because they have the dog. Like that's, that's, that's how Hollywood works. I don't know. I don't know if he's like, this will be a great opportunity to murder my dog on camera. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe he's got some kind of weird fetish. I don't know anything about this man. I don't know anything about him. Um, I I, I don't. (laughs) That's a great opportunity to murder my dog. It's, it's possible. We can't rule anything out. We don't it's have true. enough We've, information. There's not like a great, there's not a great plot twist. Because here, here's the thing. The, the most likely thing 
is to happen is that the editor did not recognize while editing the film that there was a there was a guy in the background throw, trying to murder his dog, um, regardless of whether or not he was paid by the production company to be there. That like, I I I don't know. I, I don't. There's not like a plot twist with this. You know, no, there's like no. Was, there's it doesn't no come up again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. It's it's not. Um. The the thing you would do is see that in the background if you were a professional film editor and just not include that part in it. Um. The the, the here's the thing, and because I mean these are, it's a Hollywood film. These are professionals who've done this before. Sure. Here's the most likely thing, Kate. The most likely thing is that this editor saw this and included it on purpose and put it in the film, kept it in the film, because he's the one looking at every frame of this is back when you would do things by hand and stuff. So he's looking at every frame of this whole thing and goes, wait a minute, there's a guy in the background throwing his dog in the water. That's hilarious. I'm going to leave it in the film and just see what happens. But it's the same with the booger. And the producers, um, and the producers, the director didn't catch it, or they also thought it was hilarious. I'm going to go with the first one, that this guy went rogue with the editing, put it in there, and that the director didn't catch it, and the editor to this day finds it hilarious that people obsess over the fact that he found a picture of the five minutes of Hogan sure. riding a bike, um, throwing the dog in the water. But, but like I'm, that still doesn't explain how the dog in the water got that. Like no, no, it's is, not true. There is yeah. no logical path where that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that is incredible to me. I mean, listen, maybe the dog likes getting thrown in the water. We had we had a dog once that like like you like his favorite thing in the world was to be sprayed in the face by the hose in the back door in the backyard. Like he 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 wanted it all the time. Alex, my issue is how do you find out the dog likes it? I, I don't know. By initially chucking your dog into the water. Right. Yeah, as a, which as, means as a joke. At yeah, at its at its surface we're still back to where we're at. I don't want to talk about the rest of the movie. I just want to fixate on the possibilities of this exact mm. scene yeah well so we're, we just i believe we're five it. five minutes into the movie and 30 minutes i know into but the... like oh my god oh it's like gender norms oh my god they tried to electrocute him at one point i gotta know what to do with the dog is i'm surprised nobody's found the dog guy wait how has nobody <laughs> interviewed this guy Ooh, i'm gonna ask Jimmy van if i can interview the dog in the water guy i need oh. answers I I here's here's what I want to do. I want to pose as the dog in the water guy. I'll just I'll do it with like the the the, the blurry face and the and the voice changer. Voice so modulator. I'll, so so I'll sound like scripts. Um <laughs> and you're just a blurred out mop like scripts. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um so anyway, uh this is all just to show you that um uh the they movies, don't care about this. the in- the intention is that uh, for this scene is that uh, Hulk Hogan rides a motorcycle because he's cool. Um, and then uh, he's driving. He's going to go to this. I don't know what the hell they name it. It's a it's a it's a tech firm somewhere in Florida. Um, 
Known for and himself. yeah. And this is where we meet uh Austin Pendleton, the actor, um the the great uh comedic actor who was also in Short Circuit and my cousin Vinny. Um a lot of great things. Um this. and he's not this. Not this though. Not this. This this is post my cousin Vinny. He didn't need to take this gig. He had he had my cousin Vinny money. Like he didn't he didn't need to take this gig. Yeah. Um, um, but you know what's possible? Maybe his kids like were really big fans of Hulk Hogan. And so There's wanted no, to wanted to meet wanted to meet wanted to meet the Hulkster. I don't know. Um Go to meet great. Listen, if listen, if if in 1993 you are raising little hunkomaniacs, you've gone totally off the off the charts as a bad father. That's a good point. Your bad father. So like, um, so anyway, uh, he's, um, he's paranoid that somebody's going to come and steal his brand new invention. He gets a uh, a phone call from a person who's got lips. That's all we know about them because they that's how sh- lips. That's how that's how close they reveal. Uh, that's, that's how close the shot is. It just reveals his lips. That was I'm like a psych- weird thing in the nineties. Was like the just yeah. lips shot. I'm a psychopath and I'm coming to kill you and steal your proprietary technology that you've invented. Ah. So, um, and Austin Pendleton, rightly so, after this phone call, uh, wants to, wants to get more security. Uh, there's supposed to be a bodyguard coming. Uh, where, where's the bodyguard? Where's the bodyguard? He says to his chief of security, uh, who's a new chief of security. Clearly. Um, um, and, uh, he'll be here today, sir. I, uh, I, I talked to his manager or whatever. And so that, of course, is Hulk Hogan. Um, but um, uh, we've doubled security at the gate and everything. Nobody can get in and out. And we, 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 we made sure that everyone's on the lookout for any suspicious characters. As Hulk Hogan pulls up um, and the, and the, the rent-a-cops in, uh, in the, little, the little gate, they won't raise the bar so his, his, uh, his bike, bike can go through. Um, so they're like, hey, let me see some ID. Uh, and then Hulk Hogan is like, why? Because you're at a security gate. Like, like the, the, like, yes, the security guards were a little out of line with their tone, but this is a standard question. You should be asked, expect, you should expect to be asked when you go through a security gate is, can I see some ID? Who are you here to see? Uh, he says, I'm, I'm here to see, uh, Mr. Whatever his name is, Austin Pendleton. Um, Mason, Mr. Mason. I'm here to see Mr. Mason. Um, and, uh, I was like, oh, is that so? Can I see some ID? Hey, hey man, lay off or whatever. And so then Hulk Hogan decides to pick a fight with two security guards. He beats them up. There's a third guy that runs over. He beats up that guy along the way. He like snaps the two by four in half. That is the, that is the little, little gate thing that goes up and down and then beats a man half to death with it. Uh, and then like throws, throws a man's head through the wall of the security little, little building thing they have there, little, little hut. Uh, and then says to him now, what floor is Mr. Mason on? Um, so he attempts murder on, on two men. He may have anger issues. Um, you know, I'm a Western fan, an Aaron Sorkin fan. Hmm. He has one of the, he has like these little Sorkinisms. And one of them is, what is the value of a proportionate response? Shows up mm. several times. Disproportionate response here. Uh, also, yeah. a bad thing to do your first day on the job. Probably. 
also if you're the security people why are you giving up the information are you that threatened by hulk hogan right now yes if you're a no, security everyone, person everyone Everyone why is. don't you have a weapon on you to apprehend this guy? Like you're bad at security based on this. Right. The 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 overall um lesson to be learned is that if a person is very tall and very wide, you should do you should defer to them in all things. Uh there's a scene later where uh, where a principal just looks at Hulk Hogan and yeah. probably poops his pants. Yeah. Um and for no Hulk Hogan, Hogan wasn't even Hulk Hogan wasn't even being threatening, but you know, um, no. yeah. The ID anyway. question uh, is so standard that it was asked to get into my grandparents' retirement village when we right. went to visit right. them. Just so you know, but maybe maybe Hulk Hogan is not because he's been out there on the dock with the fish for so long. You know, he doesn't know about society. Um. Anyway, uh, he. He, he, um, the Mr. Mason and his security guy, Frank, are watching him beat up people. Like, I'll call the police. Are you kidding? This is the best bodyguard ever. Look at him. He's obviously a true professional. Um, cut to him being interviewed by Mr. Mason. Um, how long have you been a bodyguard? Um, you don't even want to know. Which I, I guess is... The true, the true answer, he wouldn't want to know that he's never been one before. Uh, but I feel like that would also require a follow-up question. I know I, I sincerely would like to know. This would be great also if there was internet. Um, because you, you, could, you, you, could, you could look up a guy, but you can't do that in 1983. So uh, you can just also, get like, away with anything. If I asked a question, I'd probably want the answer to it. Yeah. Like a basic resume question. Yeah. Um, anyway... Um, uh, so he opens the door, the drawer. So he opens a drawer in his desk to get something, and a little miniature bomb goes off. Like smoke comes out of the the door, and then Frank, the security guy, runs in screaming uh, across a very large office. And Hulk Hogan stands up and clotheslines him out of his boots. Um, and he goes, I got him. That's Frank. The security, uh, our head of security, your boss, says Mr. Mason. is like, oh, oops. Um, so this is how we know that there, this is a guy making attempts on his life or whatever. So we get more phone calls about this guy being going to kill him. And so this is where we we, we learn that, um, uh, I believe this is where we learn that, uh, no, this that was that was the sticking point. That was why he wouldn't take the job from Sherman Helmsley because Sherman Helmsley told him he wouldn't even be guarding this guy. He'd be guarding his kids. No, 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 no. I hate kids. And literally the entire film, he just shows how, that that's not true. Like correct. So anyway, um, so he doesn't want to guard the kids, but he's got to take the job. So so anyway, they they they're gonna take him there, and um, I will say that the guy who everybody. Like that guy was right. His security team sucks, and he needs more of it. True. They, they just um, let people in. There's a bomb in his desk. Also, he lived. This guy lives in a giant mansion with his with his yes. two children. Uh, he's got a staff who work there, gardeners, uh, a live-in chef, whatnot. Um, and the only security person we see at that estate is Hulk Hogan. Correct. 
there's not like he's like okay you are the bodyguard in charge of like being making sure you know where my kids are at all times but i also have a staff of 20 20 guards that parole the perimeter patrol the perimeter and i've got um, cameras and cameras i've got like a, a, a security station where we got we got all the all the fees we can see all the cameras we got everybody on on two-way radios no it's just hulk hogan who's watching the entire estate, which feels responsible like responsible for the children's lives and the entire estate. Yeah. After um, someone tried to put a bomb in this guy's desk. So they, they, they're, they're taking uh, the, the, um, they're being chauffeured there. Um, and uh, uh, he, he is Mason is, and, and Hulk Hogan is following on his, on his motorcycle because he's very cool. Um, and uh, this is where we see the, the nanny, the nanny that they have, they have a nanny. Does they have a nanny? So you'll be in charge of guarding them. But they have a nanny, and we get there, and a woman runs out the front door. We assume this is the nanny. She dives into the fountain. Her hair is on fire, and then she runs away. And like, oh no, not another one. Um, and so these two kids come out. Their names are Alex and Kate. So anyway, um, Alex, Alex is the older, uh, he's the, the one with the, with the hair. Um, he, um, we he correlated. was actually, he was actually I... the, yeah, he was actually the, 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 the kid in the first Leprechaun movie. And I believe in that movie, he was also called Alex, but the actor's name isn't Alex, which is just feels like a really weird coincidence. They were like, you look like an Alex though. I guess so. Yeah, and I hair. feel like I've seen the little girl in a lot of stuff too. Yeah, she was in a lot of stuff at the time. Um, but uh, so she's the younger one, um, and they. When Hulk Hogan meets them, they're you know kind of bratty with them, but they're in front of their kids and whatever. And then um, Hulk Hogan meets the um, the. Gosh, how it's a uh, if. If there was a, a black character in an all-white sitcom in 1993, it would be this woman. Correct. Like that's that is the best way I have to describe her, the most charitable way. Um, but she is uh, she is fat and she is sassy. Mm-hmm. Um and um and that is that is what that is what the character is. Those are her those are her two traits. Now, fat and sassy. In this movie's defense, that is one trait more than pretty much everybody else has. So it's true. Kudos to her. So anyway, um, I don't I don't remember her name. Um and uh uh we'll 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 call her Lady Chef. I don't know what I don't would you remember her name? She had a I don't remember her name. Um I'm we should I'm gonna call look her I don't, I don't wanna call I don't wanna call her fat and sassy. That seems bad, but like that's no, what but in if my it's head Alex I, and Kate, we should call her like Denise. Just keep the, not... the cinematic universe going. Mm. You think that's unfair? Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, um, so here we go. It's got a 3.8 out of 10 on IMDb. That's that a is high. two and three that's and a, a half stars too high. That's a, that's a little high. Um, oh, it's in, in alphabetical order. What are you doing? That, this doesn't help me at all. Um uh, oh my goodness! The name of the woman who played the 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 the, the chef's name is Corinne. 
the name of the actress who plays her is uh, Mother Love. That's what it's called. That's what I'm, I'm looking at here. So Mother Love. Actually, um, continue. Yeah, Mother Love um, is uh, 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 fat and sassy and also hates uh, Hulk Hogan. She calls him uh, porky and things like he's not fat. No, he's he is large, not. but she does a lot of like fat nicknames for him. Um, but she she tells him that like there's been I've been here for four years. There have been dozens of nannies since I've been here. Um, you're not going to last. None of them last. Um, also, you can't trust these kids. They're terrible. Um, say how long, how have you lasted here so long? Cause I'm tough. Um, well, I mean, yes. And we never see the kids try anything with you. So maybe they tried some stuff with you three and a half years ago and, and realized it didn't work, but yeah. She's the only one that survived. Yeah. These kids are, yeah. These kids don't like to be governed. Alex, no, they don't. Which they is don't like on par with us, so I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I thought she was familiar, so, but she's not. She was just no. in the movie Volcano and the Surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, she's she's our she's the voice in the in the film who lets us know everything that's been going on because Mr. Mason is reticent to tell us everything and uh, tell us anything. Uh, and Hulk Hogan doesn't know anything, and the kids are no help. So she, we need a voice in the script who's going to like let us know what the hell's going on. The the kid's mom died two years ago, and um, because I'm not going to go through every friggin' scene here, um, uh, the the um, the father is not great at processing his own grief, but also. He is so reticent to give the kids the wrong kind of attention. Um, like I don't, I, if I don't want to say the wrong thing because I'll make them think about their mom and then they'll cry. And I definitely can't punish them for being bad because then you know they'll be sad about that. Like I mean, like this this happens a lot in the to to the credit of the film. This happens a lot when like when when one spouse dies, the other spouse doesn't know how to process being a single parent in, in the way of like, I don't know how to discipline the kids because I don't want to be seen like the mean guy. Like I need them to be close to me, but I also don't know how to be close to them because the person I was closest to in the world just died. And I don't there that's actual psychology. So that's good. Um, The problem is, is that they manifest it, that the kids want his attention so bad that they will, they are doing, they are literally causing hundreds of thousands of property damage uh, dollars of property damage to his house and attempting murder on dozens of nannies. And he does nothing to them as punishment when all they actually want is punishment because that means he'll at least be paying attention to them. Now I thought it was going to be a thing like, um, we just want, we don't want a nanny. We want daddy to stay home with us. Um, And the thing of it is, is that he's already, obscenely wealthy he could just sell his company and just be at home with his kids in his ridiculous mansion for the rest of his life but it's it's very important that he knows how to that he's making this chip the chip by the way is um a thing that he is there's only one of them in the world it is a thing you can put into a small 
missile that will then be able to shoot down any other missile that is fired. So like it's, it's a deterrent of nuclear war, which means this script was written at least four or five years prior before the fall of the Soviet Union, um, when we were still concerned about that kind of thing. We've seen this in movies we've reviewed before, too. I can't, like, think of any off the top of my head. But, like, I think the Weird Kiss movie had this a little bit. Like, the idea of, A, a chip is, like, so... It's so gone from, like, present-day technology. But, -hmm. like, a chip and that there's only one in the world. You cannot produce a single backup of this chip. And it's extremely valuable. And everybody knows about it and is after the chip. Um, right. is like a very specific to the 90s thing. And to your point, the nuclear reactive thing felt about like mm, five or six years earlier. And the combination of those things is oh. very funny. But just like the idea of the, there's one physical chip that holds all of this technology. Right. And usually it's very small. Like right. yeah, nanotechnology. Well, it's, it's uh, also, it's, pretty great. it's 1993. So very small is about the size of a postage stamp. Right. Uh, because we know? were working with floppy disks, the big right. ones. Right, yeah. Um, was it actually flopped? There was a yeah, yeah, yeah. There were called flexible. floppy disks, but 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 they were they weren't floppy. They were rigid. Then there was the actual floppy ones. They were like Polaroids. Yeah. They got yeah. blue anyway. eventually. <laughs> yes. Uh, <clears throat> so um, there's a, a scene also that I skipped over, and now I'm remembering it, and it's so inexplicable. I have to I have to spend a little bit of time on it. They show him the, I, I, I believed it was a prototype that the missile itself that would fire and shoot down other like actual ICBMs being fired from Russia um, would be much larger than this. But they show it to him and then they leave him alone in this room. And he turns and watches him go and then looks at the thing and kind of like licks his lips and then tries to pick it up and the whole thing falls apart in his hand and like circuitry and stuff like falls out of the middle of it and he's trying to put it he's trying to put it all back into the thing um and can't and so he just leaves it there strewn about the conference table um and that never break never started brought up again so i don't know if like that was the one they have one chip do they also have one missile because if so, that one doesn't work anymore. Um, it is also not. I'm. I guess I would if I if it, if you gave me a few minutes, I could figure it out. But they they're not telling me what how to use this for evil. I guess that like that if there's only one, the technology doesn't work. So if you can get a hold of the one and then smash it or whatever, then. Um, Or I guess you could sell it to the Russians, and then if they have it, they could shoot down any American missile. Yeah. But, what is but, what is the end game? Is it to mass produce like it, it and steal all the profits? Is it to? I, I, like, I don't understand. The, but yeah. Anyway, so the psychotic who wants to murder him and his kids and steal the chip, um, uh, uh, he has a metal skull. Um, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a nineties comedy criminal mastermind. So he's, he's weird. And then that's it. 
I mean, he's a human every, being, but not a human being thing. Yeah, right. that was like a big. He he's got a he's got a chrome dome. He's got a dome literally made out of chrome, um, and because of that, he gets horrible headaches. Um, and uh, so we find out here around this part part of the movie that Frank, the security guy who's in charge of all the security for Mr. Mason is working for Thanatos. His name is Thanatos. Um, and uh, Thanatos has is the guy with the chrome dome. And he's also got like, he's got a karate guy for who works for him. And then a regular guy who works for him. And then a giant German guy who works for him. Because like, if, you, if you're going to have henchmen, you, they all have to have that particular uh, thing that the work in any way. So laser, um, laser, taser. Mm-hmm. You have to have like your very uh, mm-hmm. yeah. your German guy, your big guy, your karate, yep. karate man. Yes. Um, so uh, he this the, the the plan is to uh, he says I know exactly where he keeps the chip, so we can get in in there and it'll, we'll steal it. I can get us into the building. All you got to do is be able to to, to crack the safe. Um, but I know exactly where he keeps it. So that's their big their big plan. Um, so that's the bad guy stuff. Um, so we we talked about the dead mom and the fact that the guy doesn't want to punish his kids. So they they we they also do like stuff. we don't know how she dies, do we? Like she wasn't no, murdered because of his pursuit of technology. No, no, it was like it 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 feels car accidenty. Yeah, that's what I was. It's giving. Comments. I mean, I don't know. Like they, they don't tell us why. They don't tell us how it is. But I, honestly, there is. I mean, like I feel like if you're going to do this, every movie needs to tell us what how, because because gone in the blink of an eye is very different than she had cancer for a year. Yes. Because the kids will process grief differently that way. Sure. Um, like in over the top, we knew this but, woman had this heart condition. Right? right. Like yeah. The thing of it is, is that in this movie, nobody cares about any of that. They just want right. to do like, what if? We did Home Alone, but the burglar is a bodyguard, and brilliant actors Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern have been replaced by Hulk Hogan. And so the 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 most of this movie is is them playing pranks on him. His first day on the job, he he comes into a a, a lavishly appointed guest room, um, and there's a trip wire that he trips over. And then he he follows the tripwire around like some table legs and over into a closet. And he opens the closet door while following it on his knees. And the closet door opening causes a little like a a gutter shoot to fall down and then a bowling ball to roll down it and hit him in the head, instantly killing him. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. This is a comedy movie from the 90s. So it's basically Looney Tunes character. Um, Then he... He walks into the to the bathroom to rinse his forehead dent. Like I don't know why the bathroom is the thing he needs after he got hit in the head with a bowling ball, but he 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 goes he goes in there to um, rinse his forehead dent. I don't know. That's what it seems like. Um, uh, and and when he opens the door, a bucket of water falls and gets him all wet. He's like, I hate kids. Uh, um, there's uh, uh, other things that that they do to him, including um, um, 
The voltage uh, electrocution. Yeah, they 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 do a low voltage electrocution of him. Um, that he zaps uh, him back. <laughs> yes, well, because that's Extremely how electricity normal. works. Yeah, it's just so the the but the one I the one I wanted to to, to focus on the most was was <laughs> the the exercise room that he's gonna get a little get a little exercise in, and and the kids are in there obviously fiddling with like stuff like what's this oh electromagnets that ought to make it a little too heavy to lift or whatever oh let's go outside and watch um so but he walks in and sees them there and um oh that's right he goes in and sees them there and he already knows they play tricks on everybody and like actively attempt murder on all the nannies mm-hmm. and he knows that he's now the nanny because they though they won't send another service you might have to get somebody from out of state to come in because none of the nanny services will send anybody to the house so uh so he's the nanny for the time being so um he the kids say hey try out this newfangled electro bike um and he sits on it he's like what's all these knobs and switches and lights it's the 90s man get with it uh and so he sits on this thing and um uh and they strap his feet onto the pedals and he's like he's starting it's one of those things where like it moves the, the handles move when you ride the, one of those old exercise bikes um oh, yeah. and they're like all right enjoy your workout ha ha and like He's the dumbest baby face alive, but he doesn't realize he's being had here. Um, so they he he hooked up a remote control. The kid the kid's a genius. Evidently, yeah. I guess he's the a, technology the kid, genius stuff runs in the family. Or yeah, whatever. the kid the kid's a genius. So he hooked up this thing, and um, they're watching through the window, and he hits the button. Um, it's like, oh, how long are you gonna have him go for? Oh, just twenty minutes at ninety miles an hour. Beep. And so the it gets faster and faster. The way we know that is because on the standard electric extra exercise bike um, that they have added features to, but the thing he's on is a standard exercise bike that goes uh, fast, very fast, super fast, he's got way to too 11. way too fast, and coronary is the last one and i feel like in the in the design phase of this actual company that makes actual exercise bikes you wouldn't need a coronary um light to come on seems bad because you probably wouldn't do that so um um it goes very fast and he and he and, he's, and there, it starts smoking and it goes crazy, and eventually the little things he's he's put going back and forth with his arms on those snap off. He's waving them around, and it just like conks out, and then he just st- gets stands up off of it, and he's like, "Wow, what a workout!" And he walks through the smoke given off by this machine, and then lays down on the bench press because. I don't know. I would I would get out of that room and not go back in there, cons- considering it's very unlikely that these kids have rigged only one thing to go crazy. Especially weights, like which could murder you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just. I also I I never had a nanny growing up, but I don't think this is what nannies do. Like I don't think nannies work out at the house, and I don't think they. No. no. 
like I don't think this is the relationship between a nanny and children. Not usually, no. 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 This is all very odd. Um they uh but anyway, the electromagnets make the weights very heavy. Um he he sits down with like five forty five plates on either side and says, Better do a light day today. In all seriousness, he says. So then they, they they drop the the weights down on them, but then they like turn it the opposite, so like it it pushes them away from him. So he like is pulling it back down toward him, so it doesn't fly up toward the ceiling. And they put they they turn the dial back and forth, and uh, and he goes oh uh, 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 and then finally he drops it all the way onto his throat to kill him. Uh, but then the the girl. Takes a twist the absolute opposite way, so the weights fly all the way up through the ceiling, and he gets up and walks away, and the lights, the light, the weights, the weights fall back down and destroy the the bench. Um. And uh, um, Hogan looks at it like, oh, oh, that that that'd be bad. Um, and then the uh, the the dad comes on, Mister Mason, um, and he's like, what happened here? Oh, uh, we look! Look what we did, Dad. We did all of this. We tried to murder our nanny. Um, we we did this, and not like I don't know what happened, which is mo- most movies would do this with the kid. He's yeah. like, no, we did this, and they're like, oh well, nothing here that can't be fixed. Bye. And like that's when Hulk Hogan is like has a lecture with him, like you need to show your kids the right kind of attention. You need to punish them. Blah blah blah. Like, but I can't punish them because of because my wife died. Um. It, anyway. Even though they're uh, trying to murder people. I think there's right. a remake in here where they are ill-intended and it's not Looney Tunes. Where they're right. trying to murder their nanny, but they're little evil masterminds. Right. Um, so they... Uh, oh, this is a, there's a thing where like he... He, he takes um, them to school because he has to be there with them 24-7 to make sure they're not murdered. But they're in different grades. So he's just, he's just, he's, but one kid's vulnerable and the other's not. He chauffeurs them there, but he won't wear the hat. And so they get him to wear the hat because if they don't, she'll scream. If he, if he doesn't wear the hat, she'll scream. So then he doesn't wear the hat and she screams. Oh, it's hilarious. But they go to public school because the dad doesn't want them to, to, to like feel like they don't fit into real society or whatever, which is a thing that, which is not a thing that any rich people would do. In real life, they just do that in well, movies. And less justified when you are letting them just try and murder a bunch of nannies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not um, like, oh, I'm hoping my kids are well adjusted. It's like, okay, but like they're homicidal. Right. So So by driving up to the front in the Rolls Royce being chauffeured by Hulk Hogan, little Alex is concerned that everyone will realize how how rich they are and then treat them differently and also bully him and wouldn't you know it he's right because all the kids are starting to bully him for for money now um uh so smartest he, people in the film these right. bullying kids mm-hmm. um but this is also where he's in the in the classroom sitting in a tiny desk with Kate and um the teacher who is the most like well, we got to make her ugly because no woman would work if she could actually get a husband. Right. Of um, uh, they did it with this teacher with the really ridiculous frizzy hair, the giant glasses and the terrible fashion sense. Um, uh, so they're talking to each other about stuff. 
and uh, it's like, I am in charge here, says the teacher. And the and the little Kate says, um, little little Kate says, um, well, if you're in charge, then why does nobody respect you? Or something like that. It's kind <laughs> of vicious when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's it. Go to the principal's office. You too, she says to Hulk Hogan. like, oh, God. Um, oh, she says, this is the school I went to. So like this is the this is the town he grew up. This is the this is the same school. So they're sitting on the little bench outside the principal's office, and he points out that the that the um uh the initials carved into it are his own from when he was there okay. years ago, thirty yeah. years ago. Um, and so uh he says um uh <laughs> so then the principal comes out. Thankfully, it's not a principal who was there when he was there because that would Thank have God. that would have been a little bit too hard to bear. But um, uh, anyway, um, is it so? Uh, uh, Kate, um, oh no, Kate, you're here again. And then he looks up and sees this Hulk Hogan. Yeah, she's with me. Ah, oh, well, uh, you're you're free to go, uh, sir, uh, ma'am, uh, little Kate. Yes, of course, uh, Sean Armstrong. You said you said your name was Sean Armstrong, uh, the the all time leader in detention. Armstrong. Oh well, yes, of course you can go. Says the uh, the uh, principal of an elementary school who is shout threatened. out to the stats department who keeps track of the all time yeah. leader in detention. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. Um, <laughs> or her? You don't know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's 1993. That stats department probably run by men. Yeah, definitely a white dude. Yeah. Um. So, uh, this is also because he's being bullied. Um. Um. Hulk Hogan teaches him how to defend himself by like throwing a bad punch. Um. And then he high fives the kid. And the kid's like, ow, my hand. And that's it. That's, uh, I think I feel like that's, that's all of that plot, plot twist. I mean, nice there's no, does he ever actually beat up his bullies? No, no. Does he, he never stand up to his bullies? He stands up to a bully later, but that's it, right? There's that thing. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not like a, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, who is this movie for? LOL. It's it's a it's a Home Alone ripoff because they thought that that just having uh, adults get get just beat up by kids contraptions was a thing that was going to carry on through the nineties. There was a lot of this in the early nineties, like trying to take off of Home Alone, um, but it 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 doesn't work unless you have the the brilliant facial expressions and comedic timing of Daniel Stern, and the this is a serious actor. Who's doing a lot? Who's having a lot of fun with this? Like Oscar winner Joe Pesci. You don't get. You don't. You don't. The movie doesn't exist without those guys. You can't put two other guys in Home Alone and make it work. You could put two other guys who are equally as good, perhaps, but you can't like low rent your way through the burglars of Home Alone and make it work. That's that's. that's when Home work. Alone, silly as it was, had a framework. Like everything right. you just described was supposed to. Yeah, was supposed to add an emotional depth and like a bonding between the kids and Hulk Hogan, yeah. and Hulk Hogan can't act, so it didn't. Yeah, no, but like was... Home Alone knew what it was. Right. <laughs> this, this is this is the and and to Electric Mayhem in the chat uh, points this out. This is a trying trying to make a, a hybrid of Home Alone where the where the big guy gets hit by bowling balls, um, 
uh, and kindergarten cop, where the gruff guy who yes. doesn't like kids eventually likes kids. And they tried to do both at the same time, and that's not possible. Um, uh, but he, um, especially not with Hulk Hogan. Um, also, like, there's the, the scene where the little girl, where little Kate, um, little Kate is, is crying in bed because she misses her mommy. Um, and Hulk Hogan comes and sings Twinkle Twinkle Little Star to her, and everything's fine now. Um, and uh, yeah, we don't even really he, get a conversation, do we? About yeah, like this is where also that, um, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Mason, uh, comes and uh, says that he, um, is going to take uh, a business trip for a couple of days and needs uh, Hulk Hogan to uh, to double security or whatever while I'm gone. Uh, that's a, I know how to double security. I will call Sherman Helmsley and he will come. And that's how we literally double security from one to two. Um, but he's where he gives him the, the lecture of how to like talk to his kids because Hulk Hogan, a man who doesn't have kids, the character uh, uh, won't, would, would know all about this because of all the child psychology classes he took right, while, while in college. Um, but uh, so this is where Austin Pendleton, uh, Mr. Mason goes and talks to his son for the first time, I think ever. Um, and, uh, and, um, and then um, the talk and says goodnight to his little girl. Um, uh, and it says, this is so weird. He says, I'm, I'm so sorry. I haven't been around much. She's like you say it again, says little Kate. And, and he's like, yeah. I am, I am very sorry. I love you. I love you, Katie. I never stopped loving you is the weirdest thing that a father has ever said to his six-year-old girl in, in in ever. I never stopped loving you. Is this, is a thing that you say to like somebody you broke up with four months ago and, and are trying to get them back. Like that's. And like what I think they were going for was like, just cause I've been distant doesn't mean I haven't. Right. Like but, I, but I've loved you. I just don't know how to handle this, but I've never stopped loving you was very much like a, yeah, what you just said of like just like, entered the picture after a breakup. I mean, and... as as like as the father of a of a little six year old girl, if I told I never stopped loving you, like she's smart enough to know like the implication of that wait means a you stopped loving me. At some wait a minute, or, like, wait a minute. I'm supposed to have you. You think that I think that you stopped loving me? Why would you think that I would think that? And then they would they'll, they'll their brains will start spinning off into weird scenarios. Where like maybe Daddy Reflecting doesn't reflecting on me. all of your behavior. Of course, why would you think that I would think to, that I would need to be reassured of that unless you actually don't love me? It's yeah, um, it's it's yes. Anyway, this is bad. All of this is bad. Um, uh, but oh, I forgot to mention when they actually tried to steal the chip, they got in. Um, they weren't able to actually uh, crack the safe, so giant German guy pulled it out of the wall. Um, and like all safes, it's just a drawer. So like right. they pull it over the wall and there's no top on the safe. It's just a drawer and they reach in and there's no chip. And, um, so, uh, Frank, uh, I was like, no, he's supposed to be here. He, he, he never leaves the, the office. He must've taken it with him, but he's never done that before. I swear the chip is always here. Um, and, uh, uh the, the burglar alarm goes off, which of course, makes uh thanatos's uh migraines go crazy and he starts smashing his chrome dome head into the walls 
Uh, and then Frank says to giant German guy, I believe his name is uh, Wolfgang. Uh, hey, Wolfgang, you got to punch me in the face to make it look good when the cops show up. So I can I can fake like, you know, you guys, you know, broke in here and stole something. And so Wolfgang punches him so hard that he's in traction for the rest of the movie. Like his his jaw is wired shut and he's got a, a big, big neck brace thing. Um, and uh, uh, but anyway, that that was the, the attempt at, at at robbing it, which didn't go well. And so uh, now they're um, they're going to uh, attempt to kidnap Mr. Mason and get him to tell him where the thing is. Um, Wouldn't you kidnap the guy who came up with the technology and just keep him? That was my thing. I don't know. That was weird. But um, so again, yes. Hulk Hogan is told he needs to double security from one to two. So he mm-hmm. brings in Sherman Helmsley. That's the only thing. Every time he calls Sherman Helmsley several times through the movie, and every time there are more repo men coming to take his stuff. And it's supposed to be funny that like they're coming to like s- steal his things. Um uh but also like he's gonna be homeless. Like the the idea that like okay, so Hulk Hogan needs to work this job just for long enough that they can track down and catch the guy who's threatening to kill Mr. Mason. And if he does, then Hulk Hogan will get paid some amount of money. And a percentage of that will go to Sherman Helmsley, which will be enough to get him out of debt so that he won't lose his house and all of his possessions? Correct. I don't feel like that makes sense. It doesn't. And maybe Helmsley should like try and line up some other gigs during this time. Like, doesn't seem not a lot of urgency for someone whose stuff is getting taken away. And also, I can't emphasize enough why are there never any real cops in these movies? No. Like, they just never call the police about right. anything. Well, the, the second time he's being he's, he is called, there is a man actively trying to repo the phone while he is talking on it. On it, yeah. Yeah. It's a very bad look, Corbin, where mm-hmm. it's supposed to be funny, but it's just like, it's kind of right. just mean. So anyway, he shows up and he starts, uh, he starts hitting on uh, Mother Love. Of course. And um, she pretends to not like it, but of course she does like it. We find that out later. Um, and uh, then, oh, okay, then they, the kids... Are now the kid? Oh, the kids like him now because they tried to murder him by having him fall into a pool that only had like a little bit of tomato juice and some seaweed in it, and he survived. So then they like him now. Um, oh, and then then he no he he's the one who punished them. He's like, you sit on that couch until I tell you, you can get up. Um, and he has him sit there for like eight hours. Um, and now they like him. That's I think that's what happened. Anyway, so so There's now no Sherman, like. There's just no emotional appeal in the relation. Like, clearly he's supposed to be substituting as as oh, a right, mother right, figure, right. not a father figure. Right. His nannies are girls. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The mother figure thing. The uh, what I what I thought from Mr. Nanny and also like the only friggin' still that they ever show from this movie. They show a gif of a dog being murdered in the background, but they show a they show a still of Hulk Hogan in a in a in a in a ballet tutu. And a leotard, yes. right? 
So I thought the whole movie was like him having to be a nanny for a little girl who makes him do all the little girl stuff. And he, like, that's the funny thing. Look at this big guy doing, doing chick stuff. Ah, oh, that's funny, right? Because that's comedy. And I thought the whole movie was going to be that. Thankfully, the whole movie was not that. But this scene. No, it was like, almost aggressively he, the other way. It was like, this yeah. guy works out and is big. Right. The The little girl, little Kate, little Kate, um, it tells him all about ballet and then uh, needs somebody to, to, to help her. Like she's going to direct this ballet. I don't know. And so somewhere in the house, they find a leotard his size. And and ballet slippers his size. And so when Sherman Helmsley shows up, he walks in on Hulk Hogan. Right? No. No, 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 no. When he this is this happens later. The um the first anyway, he walks in on Hulk Hogan doing everything, and he has like a full gay panic attack. Like, what are you doing dressed like that? Oh, geez, I used to I used to sleep in the same hotel room as you? Oh, boy. Like, it's just... I was wondering why my notes were like, can't believe wrestler would wear this. Yes. <laughs> That's yes, what this is. Like, this yeah. pro- retired professional wrestler yes. is in this outfit. Yes. That's um, what that meant. So that, that happened later. The first thing that happens when he shows up is that he and Hulk Hogan regale the children with a story from their past. So you were a professional wrestler and you were his manager or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was a time where, uh, where, uh, we, uh, like blah, 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 blah. Um, where there was this one guy who, uh, this guy we used to know named Thanatos. And I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you haven't movie. You did not. Um, and so then, like, there's a guy named Thanatos who paid us to throw a fight, but we don't do that, do we? Flashback. Um, uh, I should mention also, it is, it is mentioned a few times that uh, Sherman Helmsley took a bullet for... for um, <laughs> That's right! For, oh for, took a bullet for, for Hulk Hogan, uh, which I thought was, like, honestly, was, was, a, was a euphemism or some kind, or no, an no, embellished no. story. But... They they're counting all their money, I guess, from from working some indie show. Um, in this, it was like, hey, now we have enough to go to that hotel and pay them to let you have your clothes back. So, like, anyway, um, so in walks the in the locker room walks Thanatos with a giant curly afro wig. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, "You, you were supposed to throw me the throw the fight. You cost me money, a lot of money." Um, uh, and like I, they basically, well, I don't care or whatever. So he pulls out a gun and he shoots and shoots Herschelman Helmsley in the leg, and Hulk Hogan runs after him, um, and uh, they end up fighting on a because he only had one bullet in his gun. So they they end up fighting on the on a rooftop, and he runs at Hulk Hogan, who sidesteps him, and he falls uh, off the roof of this building, apparently onto his head into an uh, uh, a pool without any water on it, and um, he survived, but that's why they had to give him a chrome dome. 
that's how he became this humanoid thing. Right. Um, and uh, the a guy who and it, here's 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 what I here was here's here's who was my thought process. So you're trying to tell me that a former indie wrestling promoter was actually one of the most evil men in the world. Oh wait, no, that actually that tracks. Yeah. Story uh, checks out there. Mm, yeah. No, the throwing the fight thing is amazing though. Yeah, he was supposed to throw a They're gonna fade it. Match. Yeah. <laughs> they faved it in the movie. God bless them. It's still real to him, damn it. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Um so uh anyway, so the the, the <laughs> villain of this Mayhem's this once again, Hogan not wanting to put anyone over. It's true. That's that's not gonna he says to Thanatos, that that's not gonna, gonna, gonna work, work for me, for brother. Me, brother. <laughs> Oh my god. Um the um the uh so anyway that's how he got his thing. Uh this is also the time where um we find out that uh Frank um is going to accompany uh Mr. Mason in the company car to the airport to go on his business trip, but that's where we find out that Wolfgang is actually driving the the, the company car. Um, and Frank admits through a series of, of note cards, um, cause he can't speak that he works for Thanatos and, um, uh, that he's, he's, uh, like, why would you do that? And he pulls out another note card that just says money. <laughs> um, and, uh, which I just, I, I, that was the most clever gag in the whole thing where the guy who, who his, has his jaw wired shut has perfectly predicted all of the things he will need to respond to. And he has a note card in each side pocket of his jacket and also each inside breast pocket of his jacket that he, Oh, you said that. Well then here's this, read this. And that was actually uh, the most funny thing in the whole movie. Um, now nah, the dog so getting thrown into the ocean was funnier, but for wrong well, reasons. That's, yeah. For wrong reasons. Most intentionally, fun, most, the most, the most intentionally funny. Yes. Um, then, uh, like, oh, you, you idiot. He's going to kill you as soon as he is, you've outlived your usefulness. Like, and then, uh, um, what's his face? Uh, Wolfgang, um, hits a, uh, a, a button, which ejects him through the sunroof, but maybe they didn't have an editor because the, um, the, uh, the doll, the mannequin that they eject through the sunroof goes up barely out of the sunroof and then you can see it start to fall back down toward earth yeah and then they they cut to the 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 supposedly frank being shot into the sun like that's how far the ejector seat goes um so like it's like one shot eh. and then the other one yeah straight trajectory into space yeah um so then uh we see at the little warehouse they've taken over but he doesn't like live in a friggin' like volcano lair. He has a he has an old warehouse no, by the just, docks. Just a warehouse. Um uh and um there's a a a a, a, a hole in it with, full with water that they dunk people in. And so that's what they've done with Mr. Mason to get him to Oh, this is also this starts with um his chrome dome being polished and buffed. And him having an orgasm while it while it happens. Um, this so is so uncomfortable. 
This is David Johansson, who is the um, the legendary frontman for the New York Dolls punk punk rock group. Uh, uh, later in life, uh, right around this time, he had a, a bit of a resurgence uh, where he gave himself the pseudonym Buster Poindexter and did some albums in the early nineties. His biggest his biggest hit ever was um, uh, "Feeling Hot, Hot, Hot." Um, uh, but in film, he is much more well known for uh, playing the Ghost of Christmas Past in Scrooged, one of the greatest, single greatest performances um, in the history of uh, holiday movies. Uh, and uh, I feel like that was just stinking luck because he is so bad in this. And well, I there's not a lot to work with here either in his so defense. Come on, now. Um, uh, yeah. Um, anyway. Um, so anyway, they, 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 they get him to admit that the most important thing to him are his kids. So then they decide to stage a midnight raid into his mansion with just the giant German guy, the karate guy, and the other guy. Um, and there's nobody to stop them at the main gate because both members of the security team, a security team that consists entirely of Hulk Hogan and Sherman Helmsley, who walks with a cane, um, uh, are sitting in um, in the living room uh, Sherman Helmsley being um, upset by uh, 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 Hulk Hogan in a tutu. Of course. Um, and so that's when they break in and there's a fight scene where a mother love tries to hit one of the guys with a frying pan and just gets shoved into a closet. Uh, Sherman Helmsley gets knocked out by the karate guy. Um, and then Hulk Hogan has to have a fight scene with a giant German guy and giant German guy mops the floor with him. But of course, that's just the first match. Of course, Hogan's going to get a rematch, and that's going to be booked entirely differently, um, because you got to get you got to get heat on the giant German guy, of obviously. Course. Yeah, um, for the flag match, right? Um, and they kidnap the children. The children try and like you know electrify some stuff or whatever, um, uh, but it doesn't work. Um, uh, I did actually appreciate that that they didn't just like. These kids who were right. murdering nannies left and right or attempting right. to, like, tried to turn it around on the bad guys, but it didn't work. Like, right. they at least made an right. effort, which I thought was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> um, they kidnapped the children and Sherman Helmsley for some reason. And leave. I guess Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan had to there. save his life, like to return for the the bullets. I, I, guess. I guess, but also because he had he had you know he had lines in the in the thing to like you know because he is the one who has to he has to be there so he can recognize Thanatos. Ru- yes, of course. Um, and so anyway, um, what about him? Says uh, says the other guy whose entire thing was to like hold a gun. During that entire it, raid, yeah. that was like he just held a gun. It, really just... it was literally just giant, giant German guy, karate guy, and other guy, and he just held a gun. Um, he said, "What about what about Hulk Hogan?" 
and uh, and Wolfgang looks over at him and says, "Business before pleasure." I don't. I don't know if I like the implications with that. It's a few ways that can be taken. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, they uh, he he comes to and uh, goes after them um, because Mother Love reminds him he's a professional wrestler. <laughs> I think he because he he's this is so funny because she goes, "Come on, you're a professional wrestler," and he goes. <gasps> How did you know? <laughs> As though it was some kind of giant secret that no one could know about. Um, and he says, I saw you face Flapjack Murphy or whatever his name was um, at uh, last last week at the last year. Um, and says, uh, so I, I, I knew you. I know you can do it. You go and you, you save him. You bring those kids back and bring me back that that uh, that horrible man. I, I love him so much. Uh, Sherman Helmsley. So he 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 um he drives out and he goes to a a a boat. I don't know how I don't know how he knows what docks the their boat is at. Does he follow them closely enough? I don't remember. But he like knocks out a guy and 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 tries to jump on a boat and then he like beats up a dude and gets him to like um oh he does he. I don't know, but they're taking him to a boat. Oh, he beats up a guy and gets him like, you got to take me to Thanatos' island or whatever, to, to the bad guy's island, right? Where they took the kids. Uh, and he's like, okay, fine. But then he's like taking him in circles. Um, and uh, and the way he figures it out is like, hey, how many mile marker 53s are there in this bay? Uh, one obviously says the kid. Then why did we pass it twice? Says the oh, says the guy. So why did we pass it twice? And then he beats him up. Uh, he apparently is able to uh navigate throw an an- throw an anchor overboard that is tied to the guy's shoe. Um, and then uh he he oh he rips the oh he voluntarily gives himself up and they and they um they handcuff him to the to the steering column or something. So he rips it out. And then puts it back in so to steer its way to the west, like j- that way, north. So whatever. Um, and he he fought north. There's only one island north. And then he goes there. Uh, and he, he literally breaks don't in. recall that. <laughs> um, oh, uh, small piece of information. Uh, when he left uh, for two weeks, um, he thought the all, the safest place in the world um, is to leave the chip inside. The eye <laughs> hole of my daughter's doll. Oh no 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 no! This is what this is what it is. They have they bring the cops in and the cops uh, are are running things, but they're incompetent. So that's why uh, Hulk Hogan has to go after the kids because the cops are incompetent. Um, they they do a ransom call uh, for the chip and um, they they lie and say it's on some fancy toilet that the kid invented. That it's stuck in the toilet seat, so they make the make the guy uh, make Hulk Hogan come alone and bring the toilet seat. Um, that's right. and that's right. And so then that's that's how they that's how they get him. Um, and they bring him in. Uh, but this is where um, before that though, uh, Thanatos recognizes 
Sherman Helmsley and Sherman Helmsley recognizes Thanatos and they're like, Oh my God, um, this is perfect. Now I get, um, I get, uh, I get revenge on my sworn enemies and ill gotten riches all in one night. Um, so that's why they're going to bring Sean Armstrong, AKA Hulk Hogan. So Thanatos can kill them. It, uh, at least Thanatos realizes what a crazy coincidence this is. Yeah. Because no one else in the movie seems to No, like, this is impossible. How, that's they great. were surprised by their own backstory is how I thought of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so um, Hulk Hogan shows up, uh, is able to, def- somebody's able to defeat Karate Guy. Uh, other guy stands no chance. But then he has I mean, to fight. Just, he has to fight. He's just there. He has to fight the, the giant German guy. Um, and just the giant the German table. guy starts to uh, drown him in this little hole of water. There's a, there's a hole with water in it. He starts to drown him in that. And um, uh, Sherman Helmsley tries to stop him, but he bats him away. Um, oh, uh, 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 Mr. Mason actually grows a spine, and he tries to stop them, but he gets knocked down. And then little Alex um, uh, jumps uh, on his back, and the guy throws him off and then kicks him uh, across the room and uh, Hulk Hogan pushes his way. I don't know how he saw this because his head was underwater, but he pulls up, he pushes away out of there. He's like, shouldn't have done that. Um, uh, what? Uh, he says, no, now you're in for it. Shouldn't have done that. Why? You hit a kid. He says, that's it. Like not, sp- not specific kid, but it's like this kid. Uh, and then how much they lost the plot and that this is no longer about the chip at all anymore. No. Hulk Hogan is now um, uh, beats up the guy. The guy doesn't even get in a single punch. No. So it it, it is there, there's there's no need for a rubber match. Honestly, um, Hulk Hogan has has won this feud. He uh, he, he yeah. So he beat beat, beat him up, um, knocked him out, and then Thanatos is going to try and kill them, but they use um. They use electromagnets that they've rigged up in their in the electrical system of this old rundown warehouse to pull his chrome dome up to this bar, and he starts doing like like weird like full flips around the bar, and then he um, explodes and flies off into space with his chrome dome laying there on the ground. While this, while the boy is controlling this with his little uh, remote control that he's created himself, and um, actively murdering a man, um, Mister Mason goes, "Wow, this is so great! I'm so proud of you, son!" And uh, and then they they kill him. They they kill him. There's no there's no sense of justice. No, there's no like, hey, let's just like let him down gently from the electromagnetic thing, and then Hulk Hogan will will grab him. Uh, we'll tie him up and then we'll had him. He can stand trial for his crimes. No, let's play judge jury and executioner on this man. And everyone celebrates, including the five-year-old girl. Um, and, uh, and so that's great. Everything's, everything's turned out fine. Um, and, uh, but Hulk Hogan, this is the, 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 the resolution part. I forgot. I didn't go back and watch it. Kate. No, I suppose, I suppose I could have. But I didn't understand why Sherman Helmsley was wearing a full military dress uniform. Was he getting like a medal or something? 
He was in full military garb. Right. Right. Yeah. Was yeah. he getting honored? I don't know. He was in. He was in. He was like full military dress with like lots of like those like little patches that did. did, did. Was was he a full military dude before he started like managing wrestlers? I don't know. I I missed it. All I know is a, that he. All, all I know is that uh, he and Mother Love are in love. And Our Mother Love. They're definitely gonna uh, get together. Um, but Hulk Hogan needs a vacation. So he's gonna get on his bike. He's gonna go on vacation. Um, but, um, uh, he says goodbye to his kids. Maybe you'll see me after I go on my vacation. I need a vacation. So, um, we, uh, we see as he drives away that they have hooked a line of steel cable to the frame of his bike, of his motorbike. And it is, um, pulling away on a vi- large spool. So it's far enough. The spool, the line of spool of steel cable is long enough is that he was he's able to get up to I don't know 45 50 miles an hour on his bike and then it snaps um uh, this is because as little kate says we don't want him to leave do you want him to be dead because he flies over the handlebars of his car not of his vi- motorbike not wearing a helmet um into oncoming traffic yeah that that man's head went through a windshield of a car coming at him at 45 miles an hour. He is dead now. You've just killed Hulk Hogan. Which is something I, to be I, celebrated for learned, I think, from the scene before. I think your pranks may have may have gotten out of hand this time. Yeah, I would argue that they did when you were um wiring the bike and the weights. This whole thing is a mess for so many reasons. Uh I also feel like maybe don't go on vacation when you don't have any money. Um, seems like <laughs> probably. I don't know. Like, did, did, uh, I like. Uh, well, you know, you're gonna stay on and be our nanny. Well, and and like, uh, no, I mean, maybe. Like, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't made up my mind yet. You know what's gonna make him want to stay? Getting getting out of the hospital that you put him in when when he flew over the handlebars of his bike. Yeah, he's probably just going to sue you and live a very comfortable rest of his life because you're going to want to settle because you're a cajillionaire. Like there was a, just... there was a point where where I forgot about this where where the uh, where Thanatos says um, if if you just bring the chip, then I'll let you live. Um, and then he like he gets the chip he finds the chip in the baby's eye and the baby doll's eye uh and uh and he goes ah now i have the chip kill them and then uh little alex goes you lied and then david johansson the murderers and then, lied and then david johansson as thanatos goes so sue me um and i feel like he did it as big as he possibly could and they said can you do like three times as big? Yeah. Um, and then uh, later the kid does something else and like, and, and then Thanatos goes, what you did blah, blah, blah. And the kid, uh, instead of like making it funny and going like, so sue me, like undercutting what the guy did before tries to replicate Matches. the yeah. same exact line reading, which was terrible. And it all—it also is is awful. All of it is awful. This movie is 
awful. This movie never should have been made. Um, there is there is a dog murderer running around loose who's been un uh, 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 like there's uh, they called off the manhunt. We to don't even know day. what happened. That guy does. If that guy's alive, he absolutely knows he was the one who murdered his dog on film. Um, I hope it, I hope it haunts him. I hope I hope I hope he can't sleep at night because he knows that everyone knows that he murdered his dog. It's just such an unjustified little film. Yeah. Like, there's so many just... The dad doing literally nothing and then being Mm -hmm. proud of the murder and the going on a business trip in general while people are after his kids and not paying attention to the security. Like, who you bothered to hire. Um, It's a disaster. The whole ending sequence is really bad. Like, it just... um, like, when did you set up electromagnets to hoist this guy into the sun? Like, when did that happen? Like, it's just really, 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 really uh, out of control bad. So, like, if you couldn't go back and watch it a second time, that's bad. Yeah, uh, man, no, I, I, I couldn't, I, just, I couldn't do it. Um, but I will say also, um, it is David Johansson who does the song, um. <laughs> Uh, I just want to go fishing in the deep blue sea. Um, but like, if you listen to the whole song, which plays over the credits, the name of the song is Rough Stuff. Um, it, it like, it describes the, the, there's way too much of like, there's a guy who wants a chip and I'm supposed to protect it. Like, it, like, there's, there's a little too much of that. He's on an island. Yeah. Like, it's very, uh, one time he fell off a roof and I kind of pushed him even though nobody could prove it and then he got a a chrome dome on his head and now he's trying to kill me it's kind of a coincidence that he's also the guy trying to steal this chip but we're just gonna move past that rough stuff I like your cover Uh, obviously keep the flick in it's an american classic oh yeah um, yeah this yeah. isn't even i would say watch up to the the dog scene and then turn it off because you got to see the dog scene but you literally don't have to see any of the rest of the oh film. no 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 but you got to see the dog scene yeah so keep the like, first I wa- like six now, minutes see, in see now i the, I, I didn't why we watched the film but i went back and analyzed that clip like the zapruder film like, oh, I watched it like, over and over and over and over. As again. as as you can see, the dog goes back and to the left, back and to the left. That's a JFK joke. Um, yeah, no, it's bad. It's Get the flick out of here, as Beboop says in the chat. Keep the dog in. Yeah, keep the keep the dog in. Who keeps the dogs in? We 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 do. Um, that's Get it. the flick out of here. Leave the cannoli. Leave yes. the dog. <laughs> We're so delirious at this point. Hey, next week, uh, we're not reviewing a bad film. Uh, next week, we're reviewing an absolute classic. Um, yeah, it's going to be amazing. So let's do that. Instead of this. Because this yes. is bad. So maybe a couple of days later, uh, a couple of weeks later, we're going to do something where we say, Get the flick out of here! Bye, everybody. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. 
click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.